Welcome to another episode of Amplify, the podcast. I am your host, Kate K. McCarthy, and I'm so excited to bring you today's conversation. I had the unique opportunity to chat with Kaylin Sheik of stemsandsprigs.com. She's a floral designer out of Michigan, and y'all, we went deep with this conversation, bringing the truth. We talked about courage and vulnerability and what it looks like to step out and be a creative entrepreneur when the decision to do so seems so, so scary. Um, we talked about enoughness and what it looks like to be happy and how important uh, community is in the process. And y'all, it's one of my favorite conversations yet. I don't want to give it all away, so we'll just get to it, shall we? Hello and good morning, Kaylin. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited you're here. Oh, thanks. I'm I'm stoked. So excited. Um, I'm really excited because I think you're amazing and hilarious, and uh, that's what I want here on the podcast. So um, I, let's just get to it. Tell me all about yourself. Like, what led you here? You obviously run STEM and Sprigs, right? Yep. STEM and and I want to know what brought you to this point and, yeah, all the things. All the things. It's mm-hmm. a crazy – I'll keep it short because I know a podcast, we have a limited amount of time. But the, the short version is I was a television reporter, a live television reporter uh, for six years. And I was a television reporter because I had a lot of strengths and, and uh, a, lot, a big part of it was I thought that's what I had to do with my life mm. because everyone had always told me I would be so good at that. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh my God, I'm doing it. Like, this is awesome. Right. Um, I'm making money doing what I, I love because I really, truly do love uh, television broadcast journalism and because it's storytelling, which is right. my great passion. Mm. And I really started to get burnt out three years in and, and I was looking for a creative outlet and we lived at uh, a rental house and the guy who owned our house, our landlord was a master gardener. The gardens were unbelievable. And I started cutting flowers from it one day with his permission. Mm-hmm. And I took them to a friend and it was just like, I cannot explain what mm. happened, but I was like, there's something here. Mm. There is something in me that I have truly never felt before. Like the joy in designing this, a flower arrangement and taking it to someone and seeing the look on their face. And it's, a crazy three years since that moment. Yeah. And I just started, you know, I did one wedding that first year. I never set out to be a floral designer. I never thought I would flower for weddings. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of very slowly gained some momentum. Mm. Um, And I really realized along that way that I wanted to be my own boss and be a creative entrepreneur. So we started, uh, teaching workshops and hosting retreats and all the things that I love. And then my husband and I bought a small rundown farm in the place we wanted to live the most in the world. And we've worked for two years to turn the farm into an events venue and a lavender farm. And I write about it on a blog and that's it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
I okay, first of all, like you just like you saw the thing, you did the thing. Like you just you just did it. Like what Yeah. What and were Go ahead. I know what the question is like, what was it in you that just was psycho enough yeah. to do it? No, like beautifully psychotic. Thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. Um I have always been that way. Mm. I think it's just I'm super stubborn. Mm. So it's like I love I sickly love proving people wrong. I can't believe I'm saying this. Mm. But like I loved that people doubted me. And I loved that people were like, "Oh, it's just this little hobby Kaylin does. This is so cute." And then it was like, "Oh, I did a wedding." And they'd be like, "Oh, but you you know, TV is still your thing." Yeah. You know, TV's what you do. Mm. Uh, the flowers are just your hobby. Yep. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do more and I'm going to do more. And I, and I really fell in love with the entrepreneurial side of multiple streams of income and, mm. and creating a place that people wanted to come to. And I, I say at the end of the day, it was just my obsession with creating things that I selfishly wanted for myself to mm. experience. So like when I, plan my own wedding. I really wanted to work with a vendor like me. Right. And that's how I've crafted our entire client experience. And then the workshops, I craft experiences for things that I would want to go to with my best friend. Yeah. 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 And so the whole like stubborn side of me was just like one thing at a time. We're going to just knock these things off the list. And we, and we really continue to run it that way. Yeah. Well, I think that for a lot of, um, whether they're coaches or, they're, you know, you are a maker or whatever. Like a lot of us are making things for ourselves. Totally. totally. Even if it's if it's now or if it's a few few steps before, like we create our business to be the coach that we wish we had. We create our business to be the floral designer that we want to have in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's mm-hmm. um, huge. You see a need, you fill the need, and it totally. lights you up. It's, there's no, no greater – I mean, you can relate to this. Like mm-hmm. when you craft something and you create something that is truly a reflection of who you are mm-hmm. and people respond to that, oh. whether it's a painting, whether it's a macrame piece, whether it's being a coach, whether it's being a therapist to people and you you craft an experience and an offering for people that you're like sending a little bit of your soul out the door mm. and people are like, oh, I see this. I hear this. I acknowledge that. And that makes me feel good. You lay in bed and now you're like, I'm things are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what happens? I mean, there also are those like super tough steps, right? Like, yeah. Oh, God. It's it's not all passion and purpose and like getting things out the door and it hitting right away. Like how oh. what has been the most challenging for you about this process? And like, how have you maintained that s- fierce stubbornness? Yeah, there's, I mean, the ch- most challenging thing was fear, mm-hmm. which is so deeply seated in all of us. Mm-hmm. But it's like when people tell you you're really good at one thing yeah, and you wake up and you don't want to be that thing anymore, you really have this underlying fear of disappointing people. Yeah, The hardest thing I ever had to get past in the past three years is saying to my family and to, I mean, I remember the first time I ever said it out loud to Matt, my mm-hmm. husband. Yeah. Like, I don't think TV is it for me for the rest of my life. I was sobbing. Yeah. Uncontrollably. Cause it's like, when you say it out loud, then it's real. Yeah. 
And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Where is this coming from? Like, everyone's going to be so disappointed in me and my parents Mm. who helped put me through college. Like, they paid for this amazing journalism degree, which I'm so thankful for. They're going to be so disappointed in me. And, and what are our, what are all my friends at the TV station going to think? And, and then it's like getting past that fear, Mm. which is all, I mean, I know you've struggled with Mm -hmm. fear as well. Like it's all self-induced. It's all really, really tied to your ego Yeah, because when I was like, Hey mom, dad, Hey family, like I'm really going to push this wedding thing and, and really go for it. They were like, that's awesome. <laughs> I know so it's all in our heads. Love you. And I'm yeah. like, Oh wow. That was anti That's right. That's right. Wine and binging on chocolate chip cookies and yeah. pretty, not a big deal. Yeah. Fear is an anticipatory emotion, you know, like it's not yeah. other than like see bear run from bear or whatever it is Uh like other than that like it's just we fear something that's not even here yet yes you fear the unknown yeah yeah and i it was really it is crazy and there's so many women in particular i just Mm -hmm. i connect with women on such a deep level like there's so many women listening to us right now who want something more Mm -hmm. and that's really scary yeah it's terrifying especially when you feel like you already have it so good I mean, my God, I live in, I I have food, shelter, water, you know, I don't, I have medical care, like these basic human needs, in my opinion. Yes. Um, And I, for me to want more, it almost felt very selfish. Mm. And I took a lot of methodical steps. You know, there are some women who have these incredible stories of like, I just went into work one day and said, piss off. I burned my cubicle down. Yeah. Like I threw my papers in the air and mine Mm -hmm. was not like that Mm -hmm. at all. It was very like, okay, here's the target date and we're going to save money and, and book this many weddings. It was very like business minded. And, um, so I didn't really have that dramatic unfolding at the end, Yeah, but it still was really scary. So like for those women, cause I think what you just hit on this idea of like, I already have it so good. Like, who am I yeah. to want I? more? Like, yeah. God, isn't that the crux of it all, though? Like, allowing yourself to understand that you're worthy of more? Yeah. So, like, Jeez. what? <laughs> this just got heavy. Oh, Kate. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> this went so much deeper. I know. Than I- <laughs> it's, it's what I wanted. This is so good. Um, so like what what do you tell those women? Like that's uh, okay. I, that's so, huge. It is huge. Yeah. Let me just set a scene for you real quick side story. Please do. I sat last night at a pa- at a patio at a really really bad Mexican restaurant <laughs> here and we smashing queso, guacamole, chips and salsa with one of my best friends who just went through a nasty breakup mm. uh, two days ago. And mm-hmm. she literally thought like, this is the guy, like I'm going to marry him and it's incredible. And it was perfect. And then it wasn't. Right. And we went as women do, you know, when you're with your girls and you're just in it. Yeah. And she was like, I need to, you know, I want to fix it. And I, and I basically said to her, you deserve more, like allow yourself to to be okay with wanting more. She felt she was struggling with that same feeling of like, I already have it so good. Right. Why should I even be more, uh, not picky, but like, why should I even ask for more? Yeah. 
And I just, I tell her, I tell all the women that I help in like some business coaching and consulting stuff is like, it's not selfish to Mm -hmm. want to wake up in the morning and be truly happy. It's actually incredibly vulnerable because you got to really open yourself on a, on a way that is super scary. Yeah. But it's not selfish. I think it's, it's really, it's hard because if being happy was easy, Mm -hmm. everyone would be happy, but it's hard work. It's hard work. You really, and there's a lot of people along the way who are not going to vibe with what you're doing. And they're going to fall off. I say the people who stick with you through this whole like, hey, I'm making some changes in my life. Like, I don't want to be a physical therapist anymore. I want to be a painter. And I don't, yeah, I don't, that there is nothing wrong in that. And of course, there's going to be people running their mouths. Mm-hmm. Like, that's selfish. I can't believe you would do this. It's so unknown. How can you? It's and their own that, fear. Yeah, that's yeah. their own insecurity. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Well, because I think I think you're right. Like there's this story that we tell ourselves that like enough is enough. Like I remember I'm going to back it up and tell you a story, too. Um, (laughs) So I was at lunch with a friend of mine and I was telling her about the new growth in my business. um, And she was like, I need to stop you, Kate. She's like. In the last 20 minutes, like five times, you've used the word just enough. Mm. She was like, and you are more than just enough. You deserve more than just enough. And she's like, and you're never going to be able to welcome in anything more than just enough, whether it's financially or client-wise or relationally. Like, you're never going to be able to receive that if you don't know that you are worth more than that. And I think that whole like not enoughness piece – which we all struggle with, right? Like mm-hmm. whether it's our business or our weight or our like perfection or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that that little, it seems so small, the whole not enoughness thing, like it stops us from being able to do so much. So like oh, gosh, how it's- do you whisper something more than that? Sorry, keep going. No, you're right. I mean, you're, you're, no, I don't want to interrupt you, but the just enough thing is so, Mm -hmm. I go back to that like age old thing. Like, do you talk to yourself, the things you say to yourself in your head about what you look like and how you, and how you perform and your business and your relationships, would you ever in your life say those to someone else out loud? And that is a big change I had to make. Yeah. Because it was like, on the outside, I had this, some people thought it was glamorous television job and, mm-hmm. and I was building this side business and everything seemed really great. And then in the inside, I would be like, you're a disappointment. Like mm-hmm. everyone's going to be mad at you. And I would never in my life turn to my sister or my husband or my best friends and say, you're a disappointment. Everyone's going to be really mad at you for following your dream. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Self-talk. It's just, I honestly think, Kate, it all goes back to just giving yourself permission to be truly happy. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's interesting because we think, I think that we think of that reaching for happiness or reaching for more, whatever it is, um, 
as, like you said, like selfish, but like I think that what the world needs more of is more people who are lit up, um, yes. more people who are like financially able to then be able to give more, more people who are energy-wise able to give more because they're lit up, like mm-hmm. us settling for complacent and enough feels um i don't know yeah it just feels kind of like limited yeah it feels like the thing everyone is doing yeah i always say that never in my life have i felt like i want to give more Mm. than i do right now Ooh. right where are we going right now like Jesus but like truly like I want to give so much like Mm -hmm. of myself and my talents and I want to help people and I am literally freaking obsessed with helping women live and be as happy as I have found in creative entrepreneurship Mm. and never in my life when I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do and just going into work every day and coming home and yeah. Making dinner and going to sleep and and being okay. I was never unhappy. Right. That's a really, really big part of my story. I was never um, you know, struggling with some of the really heavy things that people struggle with. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate in that fact that I don't have, you know, a, a past struggle with mental illness or something. I cannot even imagine the added weight of that. Yeah. I was always happy, but I was just happy enough. Right. I didn't realize that there was more, that there was literally like, I didn't ever really think that it was possible that I could open my eyes every day and be like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, sure, there are bad days. Like, there are days where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. And wow, you know, this is a lot. And I maybe bit off a little more than I could chew, but I'm never like crying on my way into work. Oh, which I've been there. Yeah. A lot of women have, and it goes really, really deep down into, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about this, but like as women in particular, we really want to help so many other people before helping ourselves. Yeah. That's just that natural instinct we have, right? Yeah. And so I think that you are like, well, I'm I'm helping everyone by staying at the TV station. Yeah. Like they need me. Mm-hmm. You know, they need me here every day. And and Matt and I need this income. Like, we need me to be on TV. And right. my parents really need me to show them that I'm working so hard at making this career. Right. And what I really needed all along was to understand that I was worthy of allowing myself so much more. <sighs> so flipping good. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. Coming from a professional like you, I'm like, oh my God, a coach is saying I'm doing well. Maybe uh, I maybe I don't need as much coaching as I thought. I think that at the heart, like that's those are like the core issues that we face, yeah. right? Um, and the core things that hold us back from being able to step out and encourage whatever that looks like, even if it's not creative entrepreneurship, no, like for sure. 
that's that's what holds us back from better communities and better businesses and better relationships and all better of those feeling things. about our, our bodies. I mean, yes. how many women do you know? I can think of like a couple of my friends right off the top of my head who are like, oh, I could never go to a gym or go to a yoga class because I'm bad at it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh my God, I can't go to Pilates with you because I'm going to look like a moron. Yeah. We have to be perfect before we try anything. Yes. <laughs> Because we're so afraid of yeah. failing and, and being not the best in the room. Oof. Oof. That is some deep-seated stuff. I mean, in the beginning, yeah. I was so scared to tell anyone what I was doing. Yeah. I literally had this like little corner of the internet and a blog, <laughs> and I was taking clients, and the clients couldn't know that I was still on TV because then they would think I was a fraud. Right. And then my viewers and my coworkers and my friends and my family, no one could know that I was really passionately working at a business on the side because God forbid they look at it and they're like, oh my God, Kaylin is so dumb. Right. There are so many women in that place right now with stuff. Yep. Like I want to get into yoga, but I'm too scared to tell all my friends who are really good at yoga. Yep. And so that's their thing. And I'm just going to be over here and do my thing. When did things become belonging <laughs> to anyone? I think we cling to we love our roles. Like I think Ooh, that they make us feel yeah. well. They fit. They're safe, right? And comfortable. Yes. And they're the thing is, is they're like pseudo safe. They make us feel safe, but they're not really because roles can shift at any given time. I don't know if you've ever read any of Glennon Doyle's work. Okay, um, wait. Glennon is my spirit animal. She's amazing. Oh, wow. Is amazing. Yes. And she talks about how in multiple times in her life, she's been evicted from her life. Like when she got sober, she was evicted from a life of alcoholism and her eating disorders. And then later on, she got evicted from her, I, this role as like the perfect mom and the perfect wife. And like, I think that like we think of these things that keep us captive as safety nets mm-hmm. when really what they are is like just the things that we tell ourselves. And that's one of the things that I've loved about entrepreneurship is like there's no such thing as a safety net. There's only such thing as like like I just – I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to be courageous because there's no other choice. Exactly. I always say that I thrive off the pressure of not knowing what's next. Mm-hmm. I love that I'm working on some stuff right now in the back end that I'm going to release out into the world this mm-hmm. winter and it may or may not freaking work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like someone may or may not want to come. Yep. And I don't know. I think it's it, I think anyone who moves into doing something for themselves. It's like okay, if you're sitting at home right now and you're like, "You know what? I've always wanted to be a cook. I've always wanted to mm-hmm. cook a cook a meal and have friends over for dinner. Yeah. That's something I've never done because why do we tell ourselves this? Oh my God, my house looks like a nightmare. Oh Jesus, I can't entertain here. There's no, oh my God, we have no space and right. the table isn't big enough and I can't do floral arrangements and I can't do it as good as X, Y, and Z and mm-hmm. D and not everyone. <laughs> like just freaking make some spaghetti and have people over. Yeah. And I always believe in the fact that the feeling you make people feel is what they remember. Mm. They don't remember, you know, how fancy dancy your flower studio was. That is the absolute crux of all the work that I do. Yeah. 
is like setting, particularly like I work with beautiful wholehearted humans in creating their brand experience. And like, it doesn't really matter the platform you use. It doesn't really matter the words you use. But like, if you make somebody feel something, that's what they'll walk away with. And as wholehearted human beings, like the things that we make people feel are beautiful things too. So like, anyways, yeah, it's insane. So we do a lot of our wedding clients choose an option we offer called pickups, Mm. farm pickups. Mm -hmm. So instead of us going to your wedding and setting up all the flowers and bringing the flowers to you, uh, for, if they don't want to pay for delivery and installation, or they have a smaller flower budget, they can come here to the farm and pick up their stuff. Cool. We work, Kate, out of my three-car garage. I do 50 weddings a summer out of a three-car garage. And they literally drive up a driveway where the weeds are out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, Our trash cans are right there. (laughs) They pull up. We're like blaring the new Kesha album. Crying about how amazing Kesha is right now. Mm -hmm. And then we're like eating snacks. and, and And in the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, this winter we have to build a studio. Right. We have to build, we have to take out a loan and build a new building at the farm that's white and bright and shiny and it's incredible. And they're going to see how fancy it is and how it was so worth their money. Mm. And Matt was like my constant, constant, uh, reasoning and, and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, when you're like a creative who's uh, up on a different op- yes. operating in a different sphere of the universe, you really need that, like, person with two feet on the ground to be like, let's come back just for a second. Mm -hmm. And he was like, we'll make the garage work. You do beautiful work. Our clients are always happy because we've treated them like family. It Mm -hmm. will not matter. And he is absolutely right. Yeah. Not one of them has driven away with their wedding flowers and been like, oh my God, I can't believe, well, I I don't know, but I'm assuming like, (laughs) I cannot believe she's like working in a garage. No, they Mm -hmm. leave and they're like, I love these flowers. I love this experience. Right. They made me feel good. They yeah. made me feel seen when mm. I came to pick them up. <sighs> yes. It doesn't need to be perfect for you to share it with the world. Yes. Whether it's a dinner party with your friends or a blog you've been writing in secret, it just needs to make people feel the way you want them to feel. Right. And sometimes that's not all butterflies and rainbows. If you're writing about hard stuff or you want to talk to a friend about hard stuff, yeah. it's going to make them feel a lot of difficult things. But it's as long as it comes from a place of what you want them to feel, oh my gosh, I'm going crazy. I'm just, <laughs> it's so this good. is a big deal, Kate. Good. Women need to know that yeah. they can feel all the things. All the things. And it's yeah. not selfish. No. And like- to talk about another one of my heroes out in the world, Brene Brown talks about like you can't numb one emotion. Oh god! Like you want to feel happy, like you gotta feel sad. You know, Isn't and like she just like next level life goals. Yeah, like everything that comes out of Brene's mouth, I'm like, yes, I know. Her book is arriving at my house today, and I could not be more excited about it. You're like, okay, I'm looking out the window right now for the mailman. Uh, I have my, like, app that tells me when <laughs> things are delivered so that I can run down the stairs to go get it. Um, so excited about it. But, like, I think that that's true, that, like, you can't selectively numb emotions. No, um, and you, can never, you should never apologize for how you're feeling. Nope. No, ooh, I mean, but I do that all the time. 
Oh, we all do. All the time, particularly my husband. Oh my gosh. It's always the one year partner. It's always your partner. Yeah. And he's like, like, if you could stop saying sorry. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so, I'm sorry if you're annoyed by me right now or like, I'm I'm sorry that I keep bringing this up. And then I'm like, you know what? Screw that. I'm bringing it up because clearly I want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about partnership because I think that what you were talking about with Matt is really an important thing. So like every single day and every single season as a creative entrepreneur, you are stretching yourself. You are doing new things. You are putting new things out in the world that may or may not hit. And um, you're doing things that are like super scary, right? But mm-hmm. what you were talking about with Matt as like your rational sounding board, I think is really important, not just to be your rational sounding board to be like, listen, just get it out there, but also yeah. like to have that community of people, whether it's a partner or whether it's your business soul sisters online, like the people who um, can provide some perspective and like solid ground. Like how has that played into like knowing that you're safe there? How has that played into you being able to, to be bigger in your business? Well, because I think that anyone, you know, a, a, a lot of times people are like, oh, Kaylin, your life is so perfect. You're so confident and, and all that. And I just like laugh in their face because that's absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. Nothing is perfect. And yeah, I'm, I'm extremely confident. Like I've, I've always been a confident woman, but I still doubt myself. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking this whole time about confidence and allowing yourself. And I still very often yeah. am like, shit, this is scary. Yeah. You know, and having a partner or a tribe of women mm-hmm. or a tribe of friends who can really be like, you got this. Yeah. It's sometimes all the difference it needs to be. Yes. And, you know, also I think that partner being able to tell you things that are not easy to hear. Mm. You know, I mean, Matt tells the story to everyone that we did our first wedding, which I lost money on. And we drove home from that first wedding and I told him I was quitting my job at the TV station. And he was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, um, no, we're swimming in debt. <laughs> yeah. Like, you cannot, like, he was like, no, I see that you love this. I see that passion. Let's make a plan that works. And I want you to be able to do this one day. Hmm. And so it's like, I would have made, I already make missteps. We all make mistakes. Yes. I love making mistakes. I think it's a really big part of the process, but Mm -hmm. I would be, our business would not be a functioning business without Matt because he is the one who's like, you're worth that on the days I can't tell myself I'm worth it. Mm. He's also the day, he is the one to tell me on the days, like you need to calm down. Yeah. You need to relax or sleep on it or go take a walk. Yeah. Draft the email and don't send the email or, you know, like we had our biggest business weekend ever this past weekend. And he was like, what's your plan on Sunday? We were driving around on Saturday and I could barely keep my eyes open. Right. I said, I want to take Sunday and Monday off this week. And, and he, I thought he, this is just like how sweet he is. He was like, I thought he was going to be like, well, on Sunday, we really need to prune lavender and work outside. And he was like, on Sunday, I want you to do nothing. Mm because I know he knows me. He yeah. knows me well enough. Your partner knows you, your best friends know you to know that if you operate at level 200, 
consistently for three months, you're going to crash really hard. So partnership is so crucial. So and I, huge, right? It's so huge. And I think that a lot of people tend to look at what Matt and I have and think that, you know, I'm really, people are like, you and Matt are so lucky. Mm. You and Matt are so lucky. Mm-hmm. And I get really sometimes a little bit defensive because I'm like, no, this isn't luck. This is hard ass work. Right. It is. Yeah. So like, oh, you guys are so lucky to have the farm. And I'm like, no, we busted our asses and made the farm a cool place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I hear what you're saying. Right. But I want you to also acknowledge the partnership that made it happen. Right. Which the partnership alone is also hard work. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyone who thinks like you're going to just get married to someone and it's going to be butterflies and unicorns. Yeah. You got to, com- I, I know you feel me on this, girl. Yes. it all goes back to communication. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. partnership and I'm a huge, huge believer in having, if you are a woman, having women yeah. who you can sit with and talk about the really hard things with. Yeah. Like the ones that you, I mean, and there's a limited amount of people that we're able to be at that level with. Totally vulnerable with. Yeah. I think that is entirely true because I think that there is no way to get through this oh alone no you cannot go it alone Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and a lot of people try yeah and I think the burnout is so insane I'm a big fan of like your tribe of women they get you and they understand you but they don't do what you do yeah like my none of my inner, inner tribe circle of women mm-hmm. are creative entrepreneurs who have a lavender farm and right. do floor design for weddings. Yes. Because all we would talk about when it's like, when I want to talk about where I'm at as a woman with my health and my mm-hmm. body and how I feel about what's going on in the world. And I need to talk to other women about it Yeah, and societal pressures of being a woman. I need to sit at a table with women who all do our own beautiful, unique things. And we have crazy diverse talents and stories and experiences and businesses we own and businesses we work for and and kids we raise and partners that we're married to and not married to and some without partners. That is a beautiful melting pot of experience to draw on. Yeah, that diversity of... And it's interesting too, right? In the midst of all that diversity, we have such beautiful commonality in terms of like that, like what we were talking about before, like the struggle for not enoughness. Mm-hmm. Like both women and men and everything in between experience that. Like oh. that is a human experience. It shows up differently. Mm-hmm. But like when you say like just enough or like I was never not happy, like everybody knows that. Everybody knows yeah. that feeling. Um, but to be able to have those the diversity of experience and like watch other people do their thing. Oh, oh it's incredible. It's the coolest. It's, it's the best. Yes. So, okay. I want to know like – and you can tell me as much as you want because I know that some of this is under wraps. Like yes. what's – now that like I assume that wedding season is slowly wrapping up. We're getting there. Um, yeah. September must be beautiful and busy as well. But – Yes. Um, what comes next for you all? Like, what are you leaning into 
creatively. Oh my gosh. So I really am learning that I want to serve more people and connect with more people than just women who are planning their weddings. Mm. Because I feel like our brides, our grooms, our couples are incredible. Mm -hmm. But then it ends and I'm like, but wait, I want to be friends. Yeah. Like on their wedding day, I'm like, no, but call me, girl. Exactly. Like, Like, I really like you. Like, let us drink the wine. Come (sighs) to the farm. I know. Really trying to build experiences where we can, I can hang out with more people. I can connect Mm. with women more. Mm -hmm. Um, So more workshops, more events here at the farm, Mm. uh, more special offerings online. I host a retreat for women who own small creative businesses once a year. And so that's expanding and growing. And wow, that's that's awesome. Coming up in the winter. And there's a lot of different facets to it. But I also, I know that every woman out there who's dreaming of allowing more for herself, whether that's business-wise or life-wise, is not like, I want to hang out with Kaylin. She's, I can... She's a little much. She's a little intimidating. I do better at home on the computer. I want to offer things to women that way as well. Mm. You know, like here's like 10 things. And so just writing on the blog more and and getting into the swing of things. So really just been thinking about ways that in our off season from weddings, which is November uh, through April, we can sort of offer more to a wider audience. And then we can take the six months of the year of wedding season to really focus on our clients. Wow. That's so beautiful. I love that one. It's clearly focused on connection, um, which is like, I mean, a human need, but also Mm -hmm. like what we were talking about before, like you're creating the things that you would want to be a part of. Oh, for sure. It's all, I'm always like, this entire brand is just selfishly what I want to go and do with my free time and Mm -hmm. when I'm doing all the things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that a, co- a conversation I have on the re- on the regular with my clients is like, okay, is this thing that you're offering, is that what you want to do? Because yeah. I oh think that like we do this big, bold thing of we like start our own businesses, right? Like whether it means like we make things or we're floral designers, like or we're mentors or coaches or graphic designers. And then like all of a sudden we decide that we're going to consume more shoulds and more supposed yeah. tos. And then we like end up offering things that like ugh. are not what you want. And then we burn out. Totally. And we end totally. up hating our businesses and thinking <laughs> that we're at fault because the business didn't work when really it was because we didn't do the things that we were meant to be doing in the first place. I think a big, big big thing is giving yourself the permission to do it differently. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, I don't know of any other floral designer out there who has a lavender farm where she wants to like invite women over to have meaningful curated experiences that are restorative and hilarious and involve wine and good food. You make me want to move to Michigan. Okay. Well, come and see me. (laughs) Like, I don't know where that exists. So I'm creating it for myself. Yeah. Cause it sounds fun as hell. Yeah, it really does. So if I was like some, some amazing woman out there, like, Hey, I want to do something for myself. I'd be like something with this girl. Yeah. Like that's what I want. Cause we want experiences more than things I think these days. Yeah. You know, and yeah, just things that we'll really, really remember. Oh, Kate, I could go for days. (laughs) 
I love it. I'm just going to have to have you back. Like that's what's going to have to happen anytime, but I'm just like so impressed with the work you do. And this is so crucial that you're doing this. So thank you for offering this to the world. Uh, It's like a beautiful labor of love. And it's, um, again, is like one of those things that like, I know that it's the right thing because it's just scary enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. Um, Cause I think that sometimes we try to do, we, we try to do things and it's like paralyzing. Because it's, yeah, if it's paralyzing, it's not the thing for right. you. Right. And like to think about like what is it that – there's something in here that's like just just out of my comfort zone enough to stretch me, um, but I'm not going to be so scared of putting it out in the world. And I think that this is – this is one of those spaces. I also just like started recording videos, which is another – it's so weird because, you know, I'm on Instagram and I do the stories and I've somehow managed to be okay with seeing my face staring back at me from my mm-hmm. phone screen, but like – I sat down and I recorded videos for a course the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a vulnerable, vulnerable place to be. Like, yeah, it is. And I got it's mad at myself beautiful. a million times because I was Whoa. like, why aren't the words coming out? But yeah, to do things that are just scary enough. And, you know, I was talking to a a friend that I'm collaborating on some stuff with yesterday and I said, you know, um, if you don't start to get things out in the world, you'll never know if they're the right thing. Like it could be that you just have to shift a few things, but like if you don't put it out there, amen. You're Holy never going to get the response. So, looks. Amen. Just share it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that like I have been so fortunate to have met people in this online space that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my, like the internet is this weird and wonderful place that has connected me with human beings that are like phenomenal people. Like, yeah, holy it's shit, crazy. I'm so lucky to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get those stories out there, like I love that that's a platform where I just get to have conversations like this and like somehow it gets out in the world and that's what we need more of so we need more of it everywhere i agree so um that being said where can people find out more about you yes so uh we are over on the interwebs at stemsandsprigs.com uh also in the process right now is sweetwaterlavenderfarm.com that's our lavender side of our business um, at the website, the Stems and Sprigs website, I, that's our blog. That's how you can connect with me. And then honestly, Instagram, I'm on there every day. Uh, Stems and Sprigs will pop right up. And we're always sharing sort of little tidbits and stories from our life and from the farm. And that's where that's where I'm at. And everyone can reach out. Like if something resonated with you. Yeah. Just reach out directly. I'm all about like, let's all mm-hmm. kumbaya. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we'll just have to have you back and keep talking about this stuff. I want to like have all the updates of all the things that are happening and um, all of the ways that you're stepping out. It sounds like um, a beautiful, new, probably a little bit terrifying, but also thrilling direction that you're going in. And I'm really excited for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kate, for having me. It was just the freaking best. It was so fun. 
And uh, I appreciate your kind words and your, your, your love and your good vibes. And we'll be in touch. Absolutely. All right. You have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Amplify, a podcast for creative and courageous entrepreneurs. If you loved this episode, subscribe to make sure you never miss an Amplified beat. You can find resources, show notes, and downloads, plus my exclusive resource library at katekmccarthy.com. I am all about connection, and this internet thing makes it so easy. Come find me over on Instagram at katekmccarthy. Then reach out and say hi. I adore you already. Thank you so much to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Amplify is produced by me and my slam bang behind the scenes team. Catch you next time. Oh, oh. my cat just jumped on my back. <laughs> Ouch. Um, she's like, I'm trying to keep her away from the microphone because she's purring. Um, she's like, oh my God, these women are having a combo. I need to get it on. Exactly. She's like, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Vulnerability. Yeah. Ladies, move aside. <sighs> Kitty is here. Yeah, exactly. She's my fierce little – she's my number one. <laughs>